I think the world puts it on us to say that success is when you have a certain amount of money or a certain amount of uh, fancy cars and houses and things like that. We, we believe that giving back is the beginning of our success. And we want our business to reflect our core values and we want to be purposeful about our why. I mean, this is, this is important for any business owner, right? To make sure that you know what your why is and have it defined and on the wall and making sure that everybody follows the same vision and mission on the team. Welcome to the Free From Wall Street podcast, where we share how we have done over $200 million in real estate deals to create, preserve, and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. If you're ready to start investing with purpose, visit freefromwallstreet.com. But for now, let's dive into this episode. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to talk about my favorite topic today, which is impact investing. So my name is Steve Libman. I'm the managing partner of Integrity Holdings Group. And Integrity Holdings Group is a real estate investment company. Um, why are we at the Self Storage Summit is we uh, have done three ground up development projects totaling 350,000 square feet in and around the Orlando area. Our first venture into self storage was about three years ago, where we built 1,193 units, ground up construction, uh, $12 million project. Just got the appraisal at 17 million. Now we're getting it stabilized. So great projects. We love storage. But the reason that we love storage and the reason that we love multifamily is so that we can have an impact. So the most exciting thing for us is how are we going to affect the lives of other people? So our motto is invest with purpose. And all that means is that you know we want to be purposeful in the income that we're getting. We want to be purposeful in the impact that we're making on the world. The things of this world will pass away, right? We all know that you can't take it with you. There's no pockets in, in your casket. So how are we making an impact on the lives of others is really the heart behind the company. So impact investing, I'm just going to go through the Wikipedia definition of impact investing. It's where you're making investments made into companies, organizations, and funds with the intention to generate a measurable, beneficial, social, or environmental impact alongside a financial return. Impact investments provide capital to address social and or environmental issues. And that's it, right? There's no shortage of need in the world. And we all know this. And, you know, the Bible teaches us that it's better to give than to receive. And, you know, we've made, um, we've made our entire business about that. So we love making, you know, consistent passive returns for us and our investors, but we also like to do that with nonprofits as well. So this is just a peek into our portfolio. We have a couple hundred doors of multifamily and a couple thousand doors of self-storage facilities. So those are the two asset classes that we like to stay in. Uh, just a quick snapshot of our portfolio. The bottom three are the storage ones that we did ground up. If you want to reach out to us uh, separately, we can send you, send you a little time-lapse camera. It's 30 seconds of what a $14 million ground up buildup looks like. So it's pretty cool. You know, We believe that giving back is the beginning of success. Right, we, I think the world puts it on us to say that success is when you have a certain amount of money or a certain amount of uh, fancy cars and houses and things like that. We, we believe that giving back is the beginning of our success. And we want our business to reflect our core values and we want to be purposeful about our why. I mean, this is, this is important for any business owner right, to make sure that you know what your why is and have it defined and 
on the wall and making sure that everybody follows the same vision and mission on the team, you know, no surprises there. But when you have your team intrinsically involved in how your business is giving back, you can really start to see their own personal growth, their own professional growth. So our invest with purpose ethos reminds us that we have a purpose bigger than just finding great deals with great returns. Although we do that too. Just listing out our core values, just kind of give you a little bit of uh, you know who we are. We're a Christ-centered business. We're keeping Christ as our role model for servant leadership. We aim to have an impact on the kingdom of God for the lives of others. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And it's been proven out in our lives. When we first started our business 11 years ago, we were in the residential space and the $1,000 check the deposit check that we would have put down on uh, our first flip would have bounced if they cashed it. So luckily they held it for a couple of weeks for us. And uh, now we have about $150 million of assets under management and we're under contract for another $50 million right now. So, you know, these things have been added to us, but we want to keep God the CEO. Uh, Integrity, it's the name of the company, right? Integrity Holdings Group. We will present ourselves and act in a way that is ethically, morally undivided from honesty. We'll act consistently when it comes to honesty and transparency, even if we perceive it to jeopardize a business transaction. And we put that in there for a reason, right? Because it's easy to uh, say that. And then when things get a little rocky or it might cost you a little money to maybe let that slide. A great quote is, integrity is what you do when nobody else is watching. Uh, We named our business that 11 years ago, not to make other people think that we had integrity, but to remind ourselves of who we are and who we work for. Uh, respect, everybody deserves it. Pretty pretty um, simple. First uh, Peter second 17 says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So we just want to respect everybody. We know that every human being has intrinsic value. Growth, we believe as a person grows, so does the business. We value openness to learn, change, and continuously improve both personally and professionally. We take an active role in this with our people and in in their lives. We do uh, Monday meetings where we actually are looking at what is everybody doing to do personal development and business development. And then as part of our quarterly rocks, we get together every quarter and figure out what are we doing on the professional growth side to get better and what are we doing on the personal side to get better. And then humility. We maintain a humble disposition before God, each other, and the world. We will have courage and honesty to accept the responsibility for our decisions we're trying to instill that into our kids right now, right? I have a seven-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and the humility aspect is an ongoing journey, even for us. So whether it's rescuing refugees from war-torn areas or providing medical attention for those that don't have access, building special needs playgrounds, or digging wells in areas that don't have access to clean drinking water, we're proud, and our investors are too, that they can make a positive impact in the world through our organization. So a lot of our investors really love this impact investing piece. So a little bit of background on how we came to it. I was actually at home and a uh, a missionary from our church gave us a call and said, hey, can I come over for dinner? And we had had her over and she was saving girls from the red light districts in the Philippines and putting them up in a hostel and uh, helping them change their lives trajectory. And here she is at my kitchen table asking us for 50 or or $100 a month, whatever we could afford at the time. And it's just struck me that you know these people, missionaries, nonprofits, you name it, right? People that are in that nonprofit space are doing some really difficult work, really important work. And then when they come home, they're not getting to recharge their battery. They're fundraising in my kitchen. 
And, you know, it just impacted me that business owners have a responsibility to be what we call the rope holders, right? Like there's a famous missionary that said, if you will hold the rope, I will go down into the pit. And financially, that's how we can hold the rope is uh, making sure that we're donating or giving or supporting in any different way. And, you know, so I'm sitting here looking at this girl who's nine months out of the country and then comes back for uh, holidays. And here she is trying to raise capital from us. So I asked her for the first time, I said, hey, how much would it cost to fund your trip for the year? And it was something nominal. It was fifteen or $16,000. At the time, it was a lot of money for us, right? We, just, we were still building our business. But it made me recognize that you know, first, you have to count the cost, and then you can assist people in where they're going. So I just turned to God on, and I was praying, how do we figure out how to give more abundantly now before we make it, quote unquote, there? Right? I think everybody has a there number in their head where it's like, well, once I make it here, I can start giving. Well, that number gets pushed off a lot, right? I've seen it happen to uh, many business owners where it's like, well, once I have this much in the bank, I can start giving. And we wanted to start figuring out how to give now before we reach that their number. And the answer was just, hey, partner with me on every deal. And that means carve out a percentage of the deal in every single deal you do for a nonprofit, right? Genius in its simplicity. I actually did a great podcast on this um, with the authors of Life and Air talking about how it's not complicated how we do this and it's very implementable. So we carve out a percentage of the cash flow to a nonprofit in every single deal that we do. And what I like about it is that we could grow in the grace of giving. We didn't have to start with, hey, let's give 20% of this deal away to a nonprofit. You know, we can start with 1% grow to 2%, maybe land at 5%. I mean, our goal over the next 10 years is to be able to do deals where we're giving away more than 50%, right? More than half of the deal. And you can increase that giving in the next deal and in the next deal and in the next deal as you become more prosperous, as your company begins to thrive and become bigger, you can start now and grow in the grace of giving. That's what I really loved about this idea. So if you're an operator, right, what's the value proposition to the investor? I mean, it, it's pretty simple. By partnering with us, you can support amazing causes around the globe without it affecting your investment returns, right? Because it's coming out of our cash flow, not the investor's LP cash flow. And we, we dictate that in the OA or the operating agreement for those that are not operators. So we know that fundraising is a time-consuming yet necessary task, and it takes time away from the mission at hand for these organizations. So if they have to stop doing the work that they're doing so that they can go and fundraise, right? who knows that they're not doing the work anymore? And every nonprofit um, owner knows this. They, they understand that that's a part of the business, but we want to make it just a little bit easier, and we want to encourage other operators to make it easier as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. We're excited that you're listening and tuning in every week, but we want to have a two-way conversation with you, not just a one-way conversation. So go to integrityhg.com backslash webinar and join us on one of our weekly webinars where you can meet me, meet the team, have a conversation, and let's really talk about your investing goals and how we can help. This is where we get into the success versus significance, right? So we believe that success can be viewed for what you're able to do for yourself. And significance is what you have accomplished for the benefit of others. And if you 
look at our website, if you go to the Invest with Purpose tab, you can see all these different organizations. And we expect that over the next five years, we'll give over seven figures to these different organizations on deals that we've already done and partnered with them on, which is just incredible, even to me as the owner, because I never thought that we would reach that level of giving. And it just increases with every deal that we get to do. So we get to really have a significant impact on the world at large. And that's kind of the heart behind the business. And, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're able to help not only the nonprofits, but our investors that maybe don't know how or where to give, right? We're doing the research on the nonprofits. We're, we're helping them partner with us in doing really good works around the globe. So I kept it pretty short and sweet. Hopefully we have some questions that we can talk to, uh, talk to you guys about how we're setting these things up, et cetera. So, Chris, you let me hey, know. Hey, Steven. Yep, anybody. I'm back. I'm back here with you. Looking in the chat in the Q&A, I don't see anything just yet. Let me double check on uh, Wova. I had another screen up for a second there. Sure. Um, yeah, nothing just yet. I'm curious, how did you get into the... Uh, no, So, no questions just yet, but I wanted to ask a couple of my own here. Um, sure. How did you get into uh, real estate in the beginning? So at first, I was a broker, actually. Um, I was running around showing investors off-market deal flow for fix and flips. And then I started to get some deals through the MLS for them. And that was kind of my niche, was just working with investors. And then once I noticed what they were doing, and I was the one doing the work, finding the deals, I said, you know, I think I can do this. And then we grew our uh, fix and flip business to one of the largest in the country. It was uh, doing about 150 deals a year. And... Mm recognize, man, we're getting, we're getting taxed pretty heavily on these residential transactions and started to look into uh, more passive income and recognizing now that multifamily and self-storage not only gives us the passive investment that we want, but also the tax benefits that we want. So, Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And then how did you get into self-storage? Because usually people start in, like you said, single family homes in some capacity, then they go to multifamily, which obviously you guys do that as well. But how did you discover yeah. self-storage? Yeah. So storage in general is you know the recession-proof asset class, as Forbes called it at one point, right? So we know that it's recession-resistant. We're an anti-volatility company. So we're trying to figure out where are we going to find the most consistency in returns. And that was kind of the self-storage space. And then we did add a little bit of upside to it by doing ground up. So we do three ground up developments where we did um, about 350,000 square feet across those three in the last three years. And all of those are online now operating and uh, they're great. Awesome. That's very cool. Okay. Got it. And then how did you, um, to make the connection all the way here, how did you determine that, hey, I'm going to make... Um, you know, take the profits I get and use it for the greater good. I know you told the story about the missionary who came to visit you. Uh, but even before that, did you have a vision or a goal or was that really the the spark that kind of um, set you in this direction? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we, we give to our local church, right? We're tithers. So we give 10% of the profit margin right there in every deal that we do, but we wanted to give more abundantly, right? And we just have a giver's heart and a lot of our investors do too. And we were like, trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. Is it just cutting a one-time check at the end of the year based on company profits? or and, um, and yeah, it was just pretty simple that we can do it in every single deal. And then we'd also be able to compound that giving, just like we're compounding our investors' returns when we're doing these deals. We can compound the giving effect as well. 
That makes sense. So for folks listening or watching, um, what would you recommend? Because not everybody is going to have a church background, for example, but they're going to want to, or a Christian background or anything, a religious background. What If they have a cause that they want to give to or donate or support, how can they integrate that uh, desire into their business? Yeah, absolutely. So you can do what they call a donor advised fund, right? And basically what that is, is your company gives, um, so, you know, we have to internally calculate this on what percentage on every deal is going into a donor advised fund so that we can give it to a nonprofit. At first, by the way, we thought about carving out a percentage of the general partnership for a nonprofit so that we can just make distributions directly to them. Doing some accounting digging, we found out that that would create what they called a, um, unintended business income tax, because that's not what the nonprofit's business is. It's not a real estate company, so they'd have to pay income tax on that. But if we had it flow through our business into a donor-advised fund, which is um, basically so you can give to nonprofits and then funnel it that way, then it doesn't create that uh, tax burden. So regardless of what background you are or where you want to give, I mean, I think the human condition is we want to help. Right. And, you know, if we can foster that and get around other people that are doing good work like that, um, then the opportunity is there for everybody, right? Regardless of your background, you can do a donor advised fund and you can start carving out a percentage of either a deal or of your business. Or if you want to do those one time checks, that's fine too. Um, but start somewhere, right? And, and make it intentional so that at the end of the year, you're not just going, uh, oh yeah, maybe I'll send a check here, right? Be intentional about it. We do a lot of research upfront in the beginning of the year of nonprofits that we want to support. And then we let them know in the beginning of the year, hey, we're, we expect that we'll do this many deals this year. We want to earmark a percentage of ownership for one of those deals to you and your organization. We don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but when we find out, we'll let you know. Perfect. I saw two questions come in here. One from John. Can you explain the exercises you went through in figuring out your why? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of books out there, right, that help uh, with the personal <clears throat> growth aspect of this. I think one of them might be Finding Your Why. Um, there's a great book, um, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. But when you're trying to figure out your why, I, I don't know, John, if you are... Um, an operator, or if you have a team, or if you're kind of an individual, but your individual why, right, translates into the collective, meaning my individual why actually wraps in very nicely with my team's individual whys. So we have kind of that all rowing in the same direction. We're all trying to accomplish similar goals, maybe not the same, certainly not the same um, in terms of background or religion or anything like that, but why are we doing what we're doing? We want to help people. So, you know, you can, you can really do a deep dive on that. There's a great, I think I might have it on my website. It's a worksheet that basically goes into how, how you can find your why. It's like, why do I want to get into self-storage? Well, to make passive income. Why do I want to make passive income? So that I can quit my job. Why do I want to quit my job? So I can volunteer more or so I can go on vacation more. Why do I want to go on vacation more, right? And once you get to the seventh or eighth layer of finding out that, now you're really into the thick of it. Now you're really figuring it out. What makes you tick and why are you trying to do those things? So hopefully that's helpful. Absolutely. Having gone through the exercise, uh, myself a couple of times, it gets, when you get to that like fifth, well, why do you want to whatever? And then you're like, I don't know. And then you kind of got to think about it more and you think about it over like a day or something like that. And you're like, you know, I, I think that's the answer. Yeah. Why do I want to go to the beach more? You know, or why do I want to, you know, and you don't really think about it. 
Um, but yeah, it's a great exercise. Awesome. Uh, Gal, I think is asking here, or she's saying here, Stephen, great talk to provide finance support to church and missionary work. I go to church in MA, uh, Massachusetts, maybe. I hope there will be more business owners who would share their income to help local charities. Thank you, Sharon. I think maybe that's her real name. So appreciate that there, Sharon. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no shortage of need in the world, right? So there's everywhere you turn, you you can find um, somebody to help. And it doesn't need to be million dollar checks, right? By the way, if you find uh, some of these nonprofits and some of these charities and you look at their budgets and you look at what they're doing, I read a book some, some time ago where it said that it, when you compare the nonprofit world to the business world, they're actually able to run, I think it's five times more efficiently than a typical business is because they are so used to figuring out how to make that extra dollar go that much further. And so any amount, you know, you, you hear them say this all the time, any amount helps. It's really true, you know, but the consistency of the giving is what really helps them, right? Because then they can budget and plan. So if they know that every year they're going to get X from you, and we can see that on our performance, right? We can see what the cash flow is going to be and what that percentage should look like. Um, then you can you can really help them out. Absolutely. Wendell uh, in Wova, he's saying, great session, Stephen. I sent you a message. So maybe he did that through the Wova app. Okay, um, perfect. How can, if people want to reach out and connect further, have any more questions, or maybe even want to invest with you guys uh, on the next deal, how can they reach out to you? Yeah. So if you go to integrityhg.com, the name of the company is Integrity Holdings Group. So integrityhg.com, you can join our investor club there, which will put you on a phone call with me. And you can send me an email, Stephen at integrityhg.com. Uh, we're all over social as well. We have a podcast free from Wall Street. If you want to hear more of these stories, the only things we talk about on there is passive income, getting free from Wall Street and how to give back. Excellent. Awesome. Steven, thank you so much for being on. Uh, it's funny. I think we have a few friends in common uh, from church and ministry circles. So maybe I'll reach out to you. I know we're connected, I think on LinkedIn, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but oh, awesome. uh, I'll, yeah, I'll send you a message and uh, we can talk further from there. So cool. Appreciate thanks it, man. so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Happy, we'll hope to have you back uh, the next one. Thanks so much, Steven. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think.